Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Sesh, Tell Me Your Story. Today I interview Trace and Marv and we talk about marriage and love. Trace and Marv are from a small town in South Australia called Wallaroo, probably the most Australian name I've ever heard, <laughs> and they now live on the Victoria New South Wales border in a small town called Baronga. They have three wonderful children and five grandchildren. They work for the local council and government. We are good friends with one of their daughters, Bianca, who very kindly invited us into her family. My partner and I um, came to know Trace and Marv on our Australian adventure when they rescued us from backpacker misery in this pandemic. They very kindly let us lodge with them for a couple of weeks. In this time, it has been really wonderful to be a part of a local family and get an insight into Australian daily life, even in the middle of COVID. One of the amazing things about this couple is that they have been together for 41 years, married for 36 years. So in today's episode, I'll be asking them about this great achievement. How do they keep the spark alive? And importantly, what tips do they have for couples out there? They share some beautiful advice from their daily walks together, how to navigate household chores, and what they love about Australia. So here it is, my episode on Trace and Marv celebrating 41 years together. Enjoy. Yeah. Hello and um, hi to Trace and Marv. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. Um, this is episode four, and I'm just so excited and really happy that you guys would want to be on this podcast. Um, it's such an honour. So thank you for saying yes. Honour to be with you. <laughs> awesome. Um, so um, we've been living with you for about two weeks now, and I can honestly say that you are some of the kindest people I've ever met, like genuinely, and also the happiest couple I've ever met. And I find this amazing, seeing as you've been together for 41 years as a couple and 36 years married. How on earth did you do that? <laughs> um, so I find it really amazing and inspiring and I'd love to ask you about your story. So could you start with how you met? Mm, how did, how did well, you meet? I guess, I guess um, through school. Mm. High school. High uh, school. We, we both went to different primary schools. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Marv moved to Wallaroo um, just around the time that high school was starting. Mm-hmm. And um, we met just basically being in the same class, I suppose. Yeah. For a couple of, you know, a couple of classes. Amazing. So we met then, so that was in year eight. Um, although I did do a visit to the Kadena Primary School. When I, which was next door to the Kadena High School where we both went, mm-hmm. we had an orientation day. And I do sort of remember him uh, as one of the year sevens there that, that day as well. But um, so yeah, year eight in, um, in high school. Year eight in high school. Mm-hmm. So you were 14? Younger, yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh my god. Would have been, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, quite a lot younger because, yeah, because we started going out when I was 14, so probably maybe 11, maybe even. Maybe 11 years old when you met, Mm. when you first saw each other. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And how old were you guys when you got married? I was 19. Mm, I was 20. Um, so how how do you how did you decide at nineteen and twenty that you wanted to get married? Um, it wasn't the most romantic story, but <laughs> but it felt right, and we thought, look, um, I'd moved away from Wallaroo to Adelaide for an apprenticeship in the city, mm-hmm. um, so we 
had the distance relationship for a couple of years and then mm. um, Trace lost her job in Canina and mm. applied and got a job in Adelaide mm. and we thought, well, we're here together, um, we might as well make this a, a real thing instead of just a... Um, that was in a cafe and we said, someone just got engaged, so well, why don't we do that too? <laughs> someone else did it, so why don't we do so it too? it wasn't on bended knee and all that sort of stuff, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah we thought this is... Um, and we didn't want to, uh, and particularly our parents didn't want us to live together. Oh, yes. Um, prior to marriage. Mm-hmm. So um, we did live in a share house with um, a couple who Marv worked with the gentleman, mm-hmm. um, but we had separate bedrooms. <laughs> And that was very important to our families that that yeah. was the case. So whether we agreed with that or not, um, we, we followed it. Wow. And so that was a, obviously another big motivator to be able to be together. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, to, to yeah. do that, you know, was also one of the reasons. So. Yes. Yeah. And, and your cousin um, that you were flower-giving had had, was married early and had a family early. Oh. And that was sort of role models for us, though. To, um, to be young with your kids was always yeah. a really important value of us and mm. um, I guess we got the benefit of that that we are young with the kids and our grandkids. Mm. Amazing, yeah. Mm. How old were you guys when you had your first child? Uh, I, well, I was 21. We announced my first pregnancy at my 21st. Wow. Um, but I lost that one. Oh, uh, sorry. But, but very quickly um, became pregnant again with Sean. So um, I was 22 in January the 4th and Sean was born 27th of January wow same year so yeah 22 just 22 yeah amazing and then you had your twins after that yep yep two two years and 10 months later so wow had a lot of difficulty getting pregnant again oh okay Um, we probably were looking for more like a two year gap I think Mm. at least maybe even smaller than that Mm -hmm. the plan was to have at least one more and we got Mm. Two more. Yeah. <laughs> Double whammy. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking one more. He was thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind two. And you got two. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, I don't know, in today's like, society, it's just not really that common to come across couples who get married in 19 and 20, have kids young, and then all these years later, they're still together. Mm. So do you guys, what would you say like, is your secret to making your marriage work? Because... I think the statistic is that 50% of marriages end in divorce, which I find really scary and staggering. Yeah. So how on earth do you make a marriage successful and last so long? Well, that's uh, difficult to answer. I guess it's um, uh, being a partnership, mm. being best friends, mm. um, soulmates, um, but also being in passion with each other as well as in love with each other. Mm. Yeah, because this is like two different I think, things. Yeah, right? I think so. Because you, you see some, some couples who, you know, are a bit like a cosy old couch. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but um, that's okay. But, you know, it's, it's also good to, to feel your eyes light up when you, when you see each other. And, and I, mm. I still feel that way every time I... <laughs> Every time I see him, so. it's amazing. And don't take that for granted. Like, realize wow. how lucky you are. And um, people say you got to work at it. Well, it's not a labour. Yeah. But it's it's something you're invested in, and you're happy to spend the time and energy and do whatever it takes to make it better. I mean, and it does get better. It doesn't, you know, deteriorate. It can actually your lives do get enriched and and uh, improved and 
Um, so yeah. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this. Like after all this time, you guys still feel happy to see each other, excited, and mm. like yeah. And yeah. it's it actually gets better with time. Like, mm. what what do you mean by that? Because sometimes it can get worse and worse. Like. Oh yeah, there's there's tough times all mm. through your life with, um, you know, personal tragedies and, mm. and issues and stresses and those sort of things. But mm. um, um, doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. And I think that's a bit of a, a lesson. So if you approach it the right way and, and pardon me, think of it positively like that, well, yeah, I guess I'm the eternal optimist. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And being optimistic. And that's where we're also a balance in that. Yeah, we're, we're very different in. A lot of those ways. So he, he's a glass half full, I'm a glass half empty. Mind you, he has um, certainly changed me in a lot of those ways. I'm not, I'm not as bad as I was. <laughs> and I don't, um, you know, I can sort of compartmentalise things a bit more yeah. nowadays. But um, yeah, I think, you know, not being exactly the same is a good thing too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to have similar interests and, yeah. um, and all that sort of thing, but it's also good to be a little bit different as well, I think. Yeah. Good yeah. 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 Amazing. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, so, like, I guess that leads into my next question about how have you overcome difficult times? Because you said, you know, in every, in life there are difficult moments. Mm. So, like... I don't know, how would you tackle that and how would you get over something bad and, you know, what are your strategies for kind of problem solving together? Mm, be honest and talk it through, don't um, bottle it up mm. um, and try and solve it on your own, like, it, and there's a, you know, sometimes that's a, a natural tendency, you think, oh, I don't want to bother her with that, mm. um, but mm. yeah, if you, if you, uh, if you trust each other and let those barriers down, yeah, um, yeah, it, it works out a lot better. Mm. Cool, yeah. and so yeah, that's right. Talking, talking you know, you, you, when you when you you know, obviously lost parents and um, and uh, you know, there's been things you worry about with your kids and yeah, um, and then health issues as well. Um, oh. But you know, we yeah, just, you just keep talking. Mm. Communication. Each, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a good, um, a good network of family and friends, like people that you can share mm. good times and bad times with. Um, True. It's a bit of a support network that can help. True. Um, and yeah, different, um, different friendships, different relationships um, for different scenarios, I suppose. But yeah, it's mm. uh, it's an important part of an enriched life. I think is having a um, connection with. Obviously, family, but but again, you know, mm. that can uh, that can be difficult for some people than others. But yeah, work on that, mm. and because um, so you can choose friends, not family. But so family is really important. Make sure those relationships are as good as they can be. Mm. So true. Mm. Yeah. So having yeah. a strong network of family and friends, and um, what I've seen from perhaps less successful marriages or ones that have ended is that a gradual you know, leaning on friends and family to actually gossip about the partner yeah. or kind of say, well, this really... Because if you have an argument, you can be annoyed mm. and then you would, like, go to your friend or your family and say, oh, you wouldn't believe what, so, you know, my partner's done. Is there a boundary in that or, you know, would you recommend sharing with other people or, or not really or sharing with your partner? I mean, if you, had a, if you have a very trusted 
um, family member or friend and mm. you think you need to talk to somebody, then I think that's a really good idea. Okay. Um, because uh, talking to somebody, be it a, a, a professional or you know someone you know, is, is really important. Because mm. bottling things up is, is bad. It's bad for your mental health, uh, etc. Um, yeah. I've never had to do that, really, mm. because... I haven't had anything to complain about. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and you'll muck around saying, oh, you know, um, you know I'll whinge about his cupboard being full of um, electrical things or whatever, <laughs> you know. So you might have, might do that. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah never, had to, never had to do that. So oh. um, so been very lucky because we've been able to talk to each other about things. And, you know, and yeah. there's been obviously things that, that we've both disagreed on in the past. But... Mm. Um, because that's normal, mm. um, but we can talk about it. And, uh, and compromise is a big part, I think. Compromise, yeah. oh gosh. Yeah, be prepared yeah. to yeah. Um, find some common ground and, and I don't think there's a situation where it hasn't happened really. Like, no, no, that's right. Wow, that's yeah, right. Don't be too stubborn and, um, um, yeah. Like it's, be, be prepared to, that's right. And I think with the family thing too, it's really important to both be invested in each other's family. Oh really? You know, I think that's yeah. um, you know, and, and you know, I was saying before that I used to do a lot with <coughs> Martin's mum um, when he couldn't, because you know, work oh. was. But so I'd still go and you know, um, yeah. and when um, his dad passed away, I you know, I went over and did stuff that he couldn't do at the time. Oh. He's amazing, you know, with with um, my mum loves her yeah. like it's his own, and um, yeah. and my brother and. That sort of stuff. So I think that's, yeah, that's uh, really important too. Invest yeah. in each other's families rather than mm. um, pick just faults or, or Oh, like gosh. That. That's yeah. such key advice because yeah. so often it's that you can complain about your family members to your partner and then your partner doesn't <laughs> like them or, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And, and once again, there's always an issue yeah. occasionally, but, um, yeah, I think that's really... Invest in them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. Mm. That's really cool. Um... <laughs> If you're good with that question, um, I wanted to ask you about the most romantic thing that has ever happened to you. So you told us a beautiful story the other night about your 50th birthday. Um, is there anything, could you share that or another occasion? Or Yeah, well, that's probably right up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like Marv said before, our actual uh, proposal... Um, <coughs> Uh, I, I was 18 when that conversation happened and we, wow. we sort of announced the engagement on my 19th birthday mm. and so we sneakily you know and got the ring in that sort of few weeks before mm-hmm. and stuff but so yeah obviously that wasn't um, and we've sort of joked about it over the years about how it wasn't um, you know and of course then we've seen our own children do these amazing things you know Sean did a beautiful dinner and sat and uh, went on a, a little bridge near the Golgo Hotel and Dean did, did it on a um, beach in Glenelg on one of their anniversaries. Jeremy did it at Phuket on a family holiday. So, so you know, he was like, oh, gee. Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, so um, yeah. Uh, long story short, Marvin's 50th, um, both he's a poet mm. and loves writing limericks and things. So I thought I'll trump him and I'll, um, I'll do a limerick or a poem for him for his 50th about his life. So I thought I was very fancy and very clever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he turned around after I'd done mine and um, well, after the kids had all spoken as well. And then he started playing, the, the DJ 
started playing time of my life mm. uh, from Dirty Dancing, which is our song. Oh. And I thought, and he was starting to get a bit emotional just saying thank you to people. And I thought, turn that off, you fool. That's just <laughs> going to make him worse with his speech. But of course, he had asked him to play it. Um, so he then did a poem and proposed to me in front of all those people. And it was, um, yeah, was was amazing. So that's definitely my most romantic mm. just incredible it's untrumpable really yeah and I usually find out things all the time and I did not pick that one at all you yeah. didn't see that yeah. one coming did, did you not, <laughs> not in the slightest other surprises and parties and things I've sort of uh, had a bit of a thing no not that one no. did, did you tell anyone Marv or did you just do that like on your own uh, I think the DJ is the only one that knew about that one <laughs> see the, the music lined up there and the kids knew no they not didn't not the family members they knew you were looking at a ring Mm. Yeah. I think you mm. did you show them some rings or something? But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I don't know, they must have thought it was for my fiftieth because my fiftieth <coughs> was six months after him. So oh, cool. They must have thought it was about that, I suppose. Mm. No but, idea. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. So yeah. after so many years of marriage, then you proposed like again yeah. and probably. in front of all your family, probably mm. family and friends, and yeah, just mm. yeah. beautiful. I've never heard of a story like that before. <laughs> So no, me yeah, either. never. Yeah, <laughs> I just found that very sweet and romantic, yeah. and just what a nice sort of cherry on the top. Like mm. we've had our three kids together. Got our grand. We had only Michael then, your yes. first grandchild. Michael was there, but yeah. just wonderful. Yeah. yeah, really a great thing to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like leading on to the next question, then like what what do you really value about each other? Wow, how long we got? Um. Yeah, uh, she is such an unselfish, um, the focus is always about other people, mm. not just her own family, um, but the friends and the, she's the office mum for all these um, people she's had at work that have needed some help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, incredibly, uns- um, dangerously unselfish I think, because yeah. um, she doesn't look after herself enough sometimes mm. <laughs> in, in doing that, so um, yeah, an absolute role model in that respect and um, yeah she's the glue that keeps this moon platoon ticking along like she's moon always platoon. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah or, or regiment as someone said oh. yeah, um, yeah she's always thinking about how um, we can get them all together and and and, um, and they are wonderful times but yeah I tend not to think about doing that so much but yeah she's that's front of mind all the time wow. it's all about um, yeah, the family yeah. and others. Yeah, mm. which is brilliant because it uh, makes life so much better because of that. Mm, it's a wonderful way to be. He's yeah. also equally unselfish and, and you know, oh. where, I, where I might be um, trying to be involved in lots of people and, and, you know, being there for them, he does that from a community situation. Mm. So he'll, you know... He'd be on um, all sorts of boards, none of them paid boards, they're not, wow. not for him to get any financial gain, it's because he wants this this place to be a better place and the people living in it to live a better life. So, wow. so that's uh, always probably been his focus in, in that respect, so that's, you know, that's amazing. Mm. Um, he's a fantastic father, pop, I mean, you know, he just <laughs> adores all of those kids and, and um, oh. you know, we'll do anything to be with them. Yeah. Um, which is, which is great. And, uh, and, and he, as I did in my speech on 
his 50th, he treats me like a princess every Aww. single day, and, and, he, and he does. Every single day? Every single day. Wow, that's amazing. Every single Don't day. Don't you ever get grumpy? He doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get grumpy? People get grumpy. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Wow. I, um, you know, I had a hysterectomy when I think I was 27 or something, Ooh. and so... Um, we, we people would say, "Well, how do you know when you? Because you, you know, you still your body still has that um, ovulation sort of time frame." And he'd say, "Oh no, I, I still know occasionally, <laughs> <laughs> even though." Yeah, 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 you, you yeah. Still, yeah. You just get a bit grumpy. Yeah, exactly. everyone does. Yeah, no, no very, still. very rarely does he. That's mm. just amazing. I think mm. so. I'm good friends with your daughter Bianca, and she just said, "There's no one better than my dad." Mm. She just said, "It's just." Yep. The best person. Yep. And I thought, wow, he's not even here. He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what she said. And then I hung out with you guys and I was like, yeah, actually you both are. Just, yeah. Thank wow. You. Thank you. Amazing. What, um, so on this note, like you've, you've raised three amazing children and they've got wonderful like marriages and kids. What advice would you give to young people dating today? Because I can tell you it is a minefield Oof, and it imagine. is so complicated and you can have the best intentions and then people change and it's such a global society now like people travel abroad study abroad work abroad and you don't have your family network Mm. or for example you stay with somebody who is perhaps not the best person for you but that's all you know Mm. and you're not going to leave your town and so everybody's used to you being together so it is so complicated and we have apps like tinder and bumble and match and all these things that just do we? can copy yeah we do you don't even know about these. that was the right answer <laughs> guys it is horrendous so yeah, I, I can well imagine yeah like what would your advice be for young people today go with your gut if it, if it, um, I think be be brave enough if it doesn't feel right be brave enough to maybe trust but validate like yeah. I, my approach is trust everyone until you've got a reason not to yes and that that leaves you a bit vulnerable sometimes because you do get burnt mm. um but i'd much rather that than the alternate view where everyone's bad until you're so innocent until proven guilty i suppose but um yeah um trust but validate and if there's something that doesn't feel right um you're not looking to make sure that's the feeling but just making sure that your, your good feelings are right i suppose i mean i we haven't been in that situation and, no. Um, no. Thank goodness. I, I don't know how it works, really. But, mm, trust um, your gut. Yeah, well, yeah certainly. Yeah. If there's a sense that something's not right, that may be a, um, maybe a reason for that. So. Uh, yeah. But no, and it's not always the case. Like you know, your gut's not always the. You need, I guess, what facts, um, or things support the good, um, and what facts evidence. They're not so good. Make make it balanced. Yeah, but yeah, I've got no idea. It's really hard. Yeah, uh, and I think I think yeah. don't. I, I've always said this. Uh, people you hear people say, "Oh, with they, you know, they stayed together for the kids, mm. or they've stayed together, you know, for for an, an external reason." Mm-hmm. And and I always think that the kids benefit more from happy parents now if those parents are happier apart Mm -hmm. then I still think that's um that's better than than growing up in a because that shapes their life absolutely Um, and you know they're if they're seeing and then they you know they they could possibly repeat patterns that aren't aren't right but um but yeah I 
it must be so tough and I and I'm always so thrilled when I see people that I've met through an app and I, I know so many now that have just had mm. such beautiful outcomes yeah. um, because it must be so tough to meet meet a nice person you know in this day and age so I mean yeah. I think apps are great for that reason mm. but you just got to remember to um, keep swiping if you don't feel if, it's, if it doesn't feel right it doesn't keep, feel right yeah yeah. So, is, but is there a difference between sort of not feeling right and sort of having an argument, for example? So, a lot of young people will kind of flee the ship when mm. you have one fight. Say you you've met a really amazing person, and then you have a big fight, and then you think, well, that's the sign; it's not meant to be. And it's so easy to find the next person on an app. Yeah. What would you say to that? Mm, I mean, I guess if if it's if it's something that's a deal breaker, mm-hmm. then it's a good move. Right, so, you know, if it's if it's I'm going to Australia for two <laughs> <Yes>. years. <laughs> well, there's no way I'm ever going to Australia. Well, it's a then deal it's a deal breaker. Absolutely. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I think that you know. Yes. It was like I put two sugars instead of one of the cup of tea. Probably it's, that's not. <laughs> it's a big not that's right. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's wow. no, you need that's to be um, yeah, um, proportionate. Proportionate. Yeah. Yeah. You know the the response to and. Yeah, don't, well, don't give up unless you want to, but if you're really invested in it and you want to think this is worth um, working on and trying to resolve, we'll yeah. do that. But no, yes, I That's guess. right, and you can, you know, obviously that comes back down to that compromise <coughs> word too. Yeah. Compromise. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, you see the relationships um, that it's painful to, to make that decision to, to not go on with it. But maybe that pain is less than the pain of sticking with it. So true. So the mm. pain of doing something actually might be less than the pain of doing nothing. Mm. That's right. So true. Mm. That's right. Yeah. So, and that's an individual decision, and um, yeah, you know the circumstances are different for everyone. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, life's too short to drink <laughs> bad coffee, bad wine, and be in a bad relationship for too yeah. long. There we go. So Need true. Put that on a t-shirt. What a saying. Yeah. Life is too short to put up with that kind of stuff. And that's easy to say. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, when people have been together a long time and there's um but the love's not there and the mm. uh, or maybe the fear of the love may not be there, but the fear of not finding love outside of that mm. is also a bit of an impact. But um Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucky. We've Very. found love and it's still working and still going great, so amazing wow it's just it's really an inspiration like just seeing how you guys treat each other the respect you have for each other uh, it's just wow like i hope i can have something like that one day so oh, i think you, you know been. i think you have <laughs> thank you i hope so fingers crossed <laughs> no, i think you have um so staying in your beautiful house um it's tidy and gorgeous and so organized how do you share the house chores because in a lot of relationships, there's a lot of conflict around chores and yeah. how, to, how to essentially have two different people from different households, different backgrounds and family raisings, and then you come together, live in a house, and suddenly, who does what? How do you, yeah. how do you kind of delegate that? I don't think it was ever even a discussion. Uh, I just, wow. It just... I remember um, early days, um, one of the Butler daughters, I remember you relaying that story where they said... If we both get in and get the work done, then we can get on and enjoy the rest of the weekend. There's more time to do that if you leave that like to one person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's rather well, get in it. There's no real 
this door, you know, this is mm. if shit needs doing, let's get it done. Then we got time we can spend together doing stuff we enjoy doing. Mm. If you leave that, that, if that I sit on the TV and leave it here, well, it's going to be longer before we can get out and do fun stuff anyway. So, yes, yeah, so. I mean, I don't, I'm not a great cook and um, I sort of yeah. enjoy it when I'm instructed how to. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, there are some things that um, we have got strengths at, I suppose, but then yeah. she's a great lawn cutter and <laughs> tree trimmer. And, and I, I mean, I didn't. I worked obviously when we were first married and then um, when Sean was coming along I stopped working I didn't really work again for probably 12 years or something I suppose um, and so therefore you know I would I would be doing a bit more but yeah. on weekend and, and Mark was away a lot during the week for work yeah. um, but but on weekends it would just be just automatic he you know pick up and I don't know if you've noticed here but we have a it's never been spoken, but we just have this sort of routine where he hangs out the clothes and then we yeah. both make the bed together and, and when I'm away, he apparently doesn't make the bed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he makes it the day I'm coming home. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's just always been, you know, you saw the other day when everyone left, one of us yeah. picked up a vacuum, the other one picked up a mop and we just, just bang, it's done and now we can sit down together. Amazing. So, yeah. So that's how you tackle it, that... The quick, if we do this together, we can get it done quicker and then we can spend more happy times together yep. rather than... Mm. Yep, absolutely. So it's not even an issue to say, okay, oh, I've been cooking all day or... No, no, you know, no. Wow. Never, never. No, That's or that, that, you know, walking in, oh, I've had a hard day, I, I need to sit on the couch and... Yeah. Play. No. Just, wow. But it's not in either of our makeup to be that way either, I suppose. No. No. No, we're not, um, we're not lazy, I don't think. No, definitely not. Oh my goodness, you guys are. It's nice being there again. Not a golden weekend. Exactly, exactly. We'll all go. We just neither of us have ever been that style of person to say, "Oh well, I need a break now, or I need my time out, or I need my." Mm. It's just not. It's not. You can sleep when you're dead. So you can sleep when you're dead. Absolutely. So yeah, actually, speaking of that, you guys have your routine where most mornings, every morning, you get up at five forty-five. Yep. And go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's yep. really lovely. And and what, I mean, has this been a long-time routine, like something you've been doing? And what do you get from that? Well, since the kids have been old enough for us to do that, I suppose. Mm. Um, used to do it in Adelaide when they were old enough that oh. we could sort of go out the back door and they'd still yeah. be sort of in their beds. Cool. Yeah, probably in, in, in the last 10 or 15 years, as we've got a bit older, it's a bit of... Um, not the fountain of youth, I suppose, but I guess you realise as you get older, you need to start looking after yourself if you want to spend time with your great-grandkids, mm. which are a long way away, but we plan to be around for that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, and um, I guess we're in that habit now. If you don't do it, the days, if, you, if it's a miserable rainy morning, we won't bother. Yeah. Um, but those days go a bit, I don't feel as energetic if you're having that, mm. you know, 50-minute stroll that gets the heart rate up and, and we talk about all sorts of stuff on those conversations because you know we're both working in different places and you get home yeah. at the end of a long day and get tea organized and have to relax so yeah it's a good clear space to um yeah, and you feel you know the healthy body healthy mind stuff i mean yeah it's so uh, true yeah it so helps true. helps you know, be in i think it creates energy you're, definitely you're burning it doing it but i think it um, energizes by being yeah. active yeah well it's a, it's a sport really uh, yeah. you know, a moderate walk it, is, yeah, it does get right. your heart rate up so yeah that's right healthy body healthy mind yeah yeah. yeah. and you get to see um, when we travel we love 
walking and exploring, you mm. get to see and smell and experience and hear stuff that you wouldn't on the on a bus or in a taxi or whatever. So, so true. We quite often do the the uh, and even when we go to Melbourne, you know, um, not uncommon to do twenty, thirty thousand steps. A lot of shopping in that, though. <laughs> All that shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good way to immerse yourself in yeah. the wherever you are by um, by walking. Where you just you miss a lot of that when you um, in vehicles. Mm. Yeah, so true. You get a different feel if you're actually walking and exploring. Mm. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. So that's a very like interesting. Thing that you guys have between you that you go for a morning walk yeah yeah, yeah. Like we say you know you solve all sorts of world problems and you, you know so but true. then sometimes like you said on your canoe trip yesterday sometimes we mm-hmm. we don't speak for 10 15 minutes yeah you know we're just but we're just but we're yeah. comfortable in each other's Sit together company. we're just you know both thinking about things and then mm-hmm. someone will mention something else again <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. don't need to be talking all the time and no yeah, no. that's something my grandma actually used to say. Um, she had a very happy marriage too, and she said you have to be comfortable to be silent together too. Sometimes that's very true. You know, mm. can you sit together? There's no awkwardness with that. That's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm, very true. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess one more question, or well, a couple more questions. Um, what system? Kind of going back to your lovely home. What systems do you have in place to make your home work? Especially like when you had kids and your kids were quite close in age, mm. what kind of systems did you have that you thought, oh, this works really well and this kind of avoids conflict and it, you know it's quite a good thing. Hmm. Bit of a routine, I think that's routine, yeah. That, mm. um, and you don't be too stuck on that, but you know, eighty percent of the time there's a bit of a order of way things happen, so that there is a you know the mm. kids get into a habit of before they go to bed they brush their teeth or um, you know that sort of stuff and um, variety I guess that is, having a routine is important but then you need some variety that, that mm. so the milk times are pretty fixed but what happens in between that if you do the same thing every day day in day out then that's probably pretty dull so mm. mixing up some of those activities and stuff inside there yeah I yeah. haven't thought about that sort of no, I think that being organised is, is obviously a bit of a thing yeah. for both of us, really, probably me more, you know, obviously I'm a closet OCD um, <laughs> person, probably not that much in the closet, really, no. No, <laughs> no. The closet. Um, so uh, I'm pretty sure I used to say when, with, when I had the three under three mm-hmm. that I would, uh, and Marvin would be away, mm. I would still be able to have them all dressed fed and in the car by 8 30 to you know to go to a play group or wow to go to a play group or whatever um and you notice even here now when i've got five grandkids here yeah. when they're you know in the bath or the shower i've gone i've gone to each suitcase and i've found each outfit and i've got them all lined out ready to go you know wow. so it's just those sorts of little things that just just yeah just being organized i think is um, yeah. what makes our Homework and we mm. we are really late for anything. Really, you know, we've got so many friends and family, <laughs> brother, um, <laughs> that that are always late. But we are—I don't know when we're late. We, you know, we just we just plan it all, and you know, and sometimes we we do something, but we've got to be somewhere, and we'll, we'll just sneak this in. Um, hmm. But we'll still make it. You know, we'll still, that means right. Okay, well you do that, you do that, and then I'll that, and we'll meet you there, and, wow. we'll, and we'll still get there. So I think you know, yeah. and and our preference is to be on time. But yeah, you also realise, look, you know what? If I don't get there 
until five minutes. So it's, we probably won't be the last. And, no. You know, no, that's no right. No one's going to die. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's been times in the past where we've got really going about it. Oh, you know, the well, <laughs> I think we're starting to, well, I'm starting to relax on that a bit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's true. It depends exactly. on the situation, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Something you, Some, you cannot be like. You can't be late for a flight. <laughs> no, that's right. Exactly. And yeah, don't even start him on that because he has a lovely uh, dig at me every time I'm flying out of here on my own. Oh, yeah? That um, you know, the kids will say, well, you know, what time's mum going to go to the airport and he'll say something like you know three hours before the departure time or whatever because I get I get antsy I need to be out there yes I'm happy to walk on as the propellers are spinning oh my yeah, goodness yes, yeah actually. okay that's how I am more like you Trace. Yeah. like I have to be there early and yeah. organized because it's yeah. just anxiety yeah. about missing a flight yeah whereas you're more like oh it's fine yeah a bit chill which is, which is <laughs> the way he is but that's that yin a bit too mm. the plan is to get there and then we'll work out what we do but True. you can't do everything like that. No. You, know, you need to have a bit of um, organisation and, and a bit of a plan. And, yeah. While it's a preference, I'm quite happy to get down and do a bit of research and work out where it goes as well. But there, you know, <laughs> we're there. So I can't just roll up 10 minutes before and hope you're not, that's not going to work too many times either. So. No. Nope. No, my anxiety will not handle that. You've got yin and yang. Yeah, that's so, exactly right. Yeah. Good balance. Yep. Good balance. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, well, I guess my last question would be, um, what are your goals for the next five years? Mm. Well, next 50 years. Well. Yeah. <laughs> what are your yeah, goals? What would you like to one, do together in the next few years? Stay healthy. Yeah. Because you haven't got health. There's a lot of things you can't do. True. So um, um, don't be too obsessive about that, but mm. you know, have a, a good balance in things you do. And I guess... Yeah, that work-life balance is increasingly important. Um, it is. Next five years. Don't know if I want to be working in five years. Mm. I'd like to think that we could be semi-retired or or retired even. That would be cool. Um, mm. Been able to tell whether that's uh, well, it's always possible, but whether that's the lifestyle we want to live. Mm. We're still working that out a bit. Lots of travel we'd like to still do, and that's a yeah. bit difficult for a little while now with COVID. But um, true. And when that does come back to normal, we might be a bit more selective about where we want to go and what we want to do. Mm. We can't do Machu Picchu when we're 80. True, um, yeah. We may not want to do it at all, but we need to sort of start to prioritise a bit those more active, uh, physically demanding destinations is what we need to do in the next five years because so you can sit on a train through Canada when you're any age. You can't do that, um, some of those other things. Yeah. When you as easily when you're older, so we probably need to start to think about from a travel point of view. Mm. Um, yeah, we want to spend lots of time with our kids and grandkids. Yeah, because um, they're growing up and changing every day. So they are yeah, <laughs> certainly, yeah, certainly. Growing I would up. say more time mm. with them. Um, yeah, um, travel. I'd like to do more in Australia. Mm. I think uh, I'd like to get on the Harley more. Yes, um, and do more. And there, and that's bikes. weather dependent, of course. But um, um, on the back of the Harley, I mean, not obviously driving. It. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so seeing more of Australia, um, spending more time with the kids. So therefore, that that um, retiring, semi-retiring thing has appeal mm. to to be able to spend more time with them. And if we um, can, yeah, just work ourselves out financially to be mm. able to do that. That's. Uh, um, I just need to 
buy less clothes and shoes. It's quite Life's tough. too short to wear shit clothes. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your life. Then I guess if I'm semi-retired, I won't need half the clothes that I've, I've got now. But yeah, just um, yeah, yeah, stay healthy. Stay and healthy. Travel yeah. more time with your family. Just keep enjoying life and each other. Amazing. And, and yeah, I'm. What tries to talk about yeah. It's rewarding and fulfilling to help others in any way you can, and, and um, that's a great part about working with council. You get paid to make mm. the place you live in better. Amazing, um, yeah. So, but it's good to do that without getting paid as well. So, there's, and there's so much mm. opportunity for that to happen in any community. Um, so, yeah, you don't have to look very far to find out a not for profit or an NGO or some organisation that's helping people and all sorts of things. So, so true. that's, um, yeah, finding time to do that. That's not your whole life, but it's a, a good part of it to... Um, yeah, it's, that's the balance we have to find, won't we, to, between um, trying to give to the community and also um, having plenty of time for our family, mm. I suppose. So true, yeah, yeah. it's a balance. Yeah, it is. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. And, and world peace. And world peace, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. world hunger that's as it. well. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and getting to meet backpacker people that come to... <laughs> Mildura and um, yeah, that we've fallen in love with. So, Aww. yeah, so, so you guys have helped us and transformed this whole journey for us. So, mm. yeah, yeah. look forward to reading about the next adventure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so just one last thing about your amazing country. Uh, you mentioned you'd like to see more of Australia. What do you love about Australia for people who are listening from England or the US or other places? What do you love about the diversity? It? I think, I think the, the fact that. Um, and one thing we tried to do with the kids was take them to every state and territory Ooh. in Australia before they were 18. Cool. Um, you know, lots of other affluent friends we know or knew, uh, you know, took their kids to Disneyland and took mm. their kids to... But we never... Well, we didn't have the, f- the funds to do that and um, didn't really see that as a focus. Mm. Um, but taking them to every part of Australia and climbing, even though... Now it's um, culturally insensitive and we would never do it again. Mm-hmm. Back then it wasn't to climb Ayers Rock, but wow. um, to take them to Darwin and mm. to take them to the, you know, Queensland and um, every part of Australia that, you know. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, been yeah, really big. It's, uh, it is, and it's just such natural wonders mm. um, of all sorts. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, and... and as you say, that diversity, the coastlines, the desert, the yeah. the bushland, the yeah. um, and it's a very um, we're a pretty friendly bunch. Yes. For the most part. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and a very um, diverse um, country. I mean, in this town in Mordura, there's seventy different ethnicities represented here. People living here, over seventy now. So, uh, wow. and that's that's one of the. I mean, we're not a yeah. a country of great history. In white man, we're one of the oldest countries in the world of civilizations. Yeah, Sixty to eighty thousand years ago, there were Aboriginals um, mm. living here. So, so true. not many countries have got that sort of history. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, it's uh, and that's a that's a whole part of um, the culture that not a lot of people know much about, and they should really find out a lot more about it because the Aboriginal culture is such a well, it's been one of the, one of the longest living ones on earth. Yeah. So they know a bit about <laughs> this place. Mm, and we should do. respect that. So. Um, wow. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's big distances, so be prepared yes. to spend a bit of time getting from one place to the other. You don't just go to the next town thirty k's away when you're in the Northern Territory or 
of those sorts of places. But, but they're worth the drive. That's the thing. Mm. It's, you know, yeah. it's... Um, yeah. Good food, good wine, years, good climate, um, high mountains, not compared to some other countries, but there's mountains with snow. Yeah, you can go um, skiing in Australia. <laughs> amazing beaches. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, there's a few things that bite and sting you, but you know, <laughs> they're not everywhere. And they're not, not everywhere. No, yeah. so, um, but yeah, no, it's, a, uh, it's a pretty good place. So mm. come, come have a look. Yeah. If you're not from yeah. here. And even if you, as a, as you, you could spend the rest of your life Mm. trying to see all of Australia you still wouldn't get to it true um, but yeah mm. if you look down the menu and of the place to go there is something for everybody absolutely yeah. well there's lots of things for everybody no matter what you're into so everyone can find a happy life here I think yeah no, absolutely yeah. yeah no we're very blessed you yeah. are yeah, yeah. Mm. lucky you guys mm. Mm. cool wow um, well as we wrap up is there anything that you'd like to add anything that you wanted to say that you haven't had the chance to say yet Oh, don't think so. I think about love that we're marriage or anything. Or... Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, we just yeah we we see in you and Gerard what mm. what, uh, what we've got. So wow. I, you know I I see the, the the care for each other and the and the um, unbridled love too. That oh. you know. Um, yeah, it's not superficial. No. So, no. So <laughs> I hope for you guys exactly yeah. what. We've got, and we've obviously have always hoped for our kids the exact same thing. And um, and I think sometimes, uh, certainly the son-in-laws have a bit of a hard time because they expect <laughs> them to live up to dad's, wow. you know, way dad is. And yeah. I, think I think they're doing a great job they're with that. So, and obviously, um, the calms is amazing too. So yeah, yeah. So no, we're we're very blessed. And um, yeah, yeah. Mm. Amazing. That's it. Make the most of it. All good. Make the most of it. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. That was a really lovely chat. And yeah, I feel like I've also learned something there. So thanks. (laughs) Cool. That didn't work. (laughs) Good. I can't remember anything I said. Ah, wasn't that lovely? Well, I really hope that you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as I did in recording it with Trace and Marv. I really enjoyed that. So, in true fashion of this podcast, we are going to end with a poem. And today, I'm so happy and grateful that Marv has actually decided to share one of his poems. And if you listened in the podcast, Marv actually talked about his 50th birthday, where he proposed to Trace for the second time. And... In doing that, he wrote a beautiful poem for her, which made everybody cry, um, including us when we watched the video of it. So here it is, um, Marv's poem, and it's called Another Birthday Comes and Goes. Another birthday comes and goes, but this one ends in O. It makes me ponder how and why I've been this lucky so. And all you friends with us tonight can't thank you all enough for being a part and sharing in life, be it good or tough. From travelling round and playing sport, and pub books to be signed, and driving buses to footy games, great people we did find. To leave behind the SA mob and move up here to Vic was tough and hard upon the kids, great partners they did pick. That move we made, as it turns out, was a ripper in hindsight, because now we've even more of them, great friends with whom we're tight. 
With three great kids and partners wed, our family is the best. And now with grandson Michael round, it's even better in the nest. It's said that those that work it hard, they make their own good luck. And from the sea so full of fish, a life partner I did pluck. When it call comes down to reason why, we've had a ripper ride. I need look little further than this woman at my side. She's tough, she's strong and beautiful. Her love, it has no bound. I'm here to say once and for all, you keep my two feet on the ground. If it had not been three decades for a cafe one Adelaide day, was talk of getting married, let's do it, we did say. It's bothered me that all this time a proposal fit was not for my princess, lover, soulmate that still looks bloody hot. (laughs) Can't write a song like Fraser did, nor bake scones as Mark Lee can. I know as we grow old together, I just want to be your man. Just one more present if I may. I'll see if you can guess. It won't need box or wrapping paper, but from you I'd like a yes. As here I stand in front of thee, then down on bended knee, in front of all we know and love, to say, please marry me. It's with this ring I hope you'll be, still my wedded wife. I may not make another fifty years, but I'll love you all my life. Let's party on a dance a bit, and have a drink or three. Once more to say to everyone, thank you all, now let's party. Wasn't that great? I'm so happy I didn't cry during reading that. <laughs> um, absolutely beautiful. And that's just a wonderful way to end this podcast, all about love and marriage from Trace and Marv. Thank you.